0: Cool 97 Radio.
1: The singles live on the nation schoolest cool 97 FM and we are ready to enter our talk segment. And our talk segment is sponsored by alternative skincare. The only choice, feel the difference in your skin with handmade organic soaps. Alternative skincare products help with most skin conditions such as eczema, acne, dry skin, hyperpigmentation. Remember, you can follow them on social at shop ALT Skin Care and you can also email them shop ALT Skincare at gmail.com and so tonight a very big topic we're gonna to be talking about Alzheimer's everything you need to know remember you can participate by logging on to q 7 FM and click on listen live or you can join us via mixer that's M-I-X-L-R /97 fm live you can also call me up during the break though and the number that you're going to call me on is 8766485636 that's 8766485636 and so we have with us tonight our very special guest Dr. Winston Delahaye, psychiatrist Dr. Delahay how are you
2: fine thanks thanks. Thanks for having me.
1: Good, you're loud and clear. You sound as though you are right here in the studio of Co 97 fm
2: Thank you, happy to be here.
1: Uh, Yes, and I'm thankful for that and I'm grateful that you have taken time out of your busy schedule to come and just chit-chat with us. Uh, We call these sessions the Masterclass Sessions where persons get to know more about the diseases that we have discussed on this show. And so it is an honor to have you here with us tonight while we look on the topic of Alzheimer's. Quite a number of individuals um, here in Jamaica, and um, that we know um, may be suffering from this disease. And so, what I want for you uh, to do at this time is to tell us, in the simplest of terms, Dr. Delahaye, what is Alzheimer's? All right. Uh, thank you very
2: much. So, so let me just a- because that's what you've asked, uh, I must point out that there's an overarching term called dementia. Yes. Of which one type is Alzheimer's. So I think we're best starting off with the right foot by defining dementia, because that's the big overarching term. Mm-hmm. And, and just to put that simply, it's a term used to describe symptoms which occur when there's a decline in brain function very simply put, it's the impaired ability to remember, think, or make decisions, and all those or a combination of those three things interfere with your everyday activities. But, but if you'll allow me to just make a, a broader uh, definition, because this will be useful as well. So it's a chronic or persistent disorder of mental processes, those same memory issues I pointed out earlier, which are caused by brain disease or injury. And then the characteristic feature would be the memory issues, the impairment in reasoning, and possibly personality changes. Most importantly, it's not a part of normal aging. That's really the crux of it. So there is some decline in memory with aging, but this that we're discussing, dementia, is not a part of normal aging. And then another rider, which I must point out, that... It's not as a a result of other psychiatric illnesses.
1: Oh, so, right. um, I'm hearing you loud and clear and we're absorbing everything that you are saying. So, number one, let, 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 let me get this clear so that our listeners can fully understand it is not a part of normal aging. No, it's not. It is not. So we don't go around saying the person is get, is because the person getting old, right? No, you don't. We you don't. don't. don't.
0: Right.
1: And um, dementia um, can be classified, and correct me if I am wrong, I just mm-hmm. want to be absolutely clear, is it classified as a mental disorder,
2: it, it, it comes under the, sort of the large overarching term would the neurocognitive disorders. That's a, a classification within the illnesses that we see in psychiatry.
0: hmm
2: Also, just to point out, it's not only psychiatrists seeing persons with dementia, neurologists also, a different specialty, also see patients with dementia, just for clarity.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah? Right. Got that. So what are some of the um, etiological factors right. of dementias? So,
2: so probably just, again, just for clarity, if you, if I could just list some of the common types. Because mm-hmm. so there are different specific types of dementia. One uh, that you just spoke to, the Alzheimer's disease. In fact, it's the most common type. Uh, about anywhere from 60 to 70, 75% of all dementias is Alzheimer's disease. And then you have some other types. I'll just mention vascular dementia. So that's to do with blood vessels, Mm -hmm. in general terms. There's a specific type called Lewy body dementia. And the fourth and final, frontotemporal dementia. So these are just some specific uh, groupings that we see of the symptoms I mentioned earlier that allows us to differentiate these specific types. Alzheimer's disease being the most prevalent.
1: Can you repeat the last
2: of the... Frontal temporal dementia. So that's based on the specific areas of the brain involved. So it's that front part Mm -hmm. and your forehead and then the part around your temple, as you would call it, around your ear, just above your ear, on the side of your head, the temporal region. So those are the two areas in that particular type impacted.
1: Okay. So, back to some of the, um, the ethological right. factors.
2: Right. So, again, it depends on the type, but essentially what you have is proteins uh, which are deposited in or between cells, just to simplify, nerve cells. In, these are cells in the brain. They, they, they make up the brain. And so you have... Some proteins, which, and they are not normally present in everybody's brain, but in these individuals, it's present and impacting the functioning of these cells. Just to simplify it. But I could be a little more specific with the Alzheimer's. It's well studied, well understood, and the most common one. So there are two specific types of protein, and the two names are amyloid and tau, TAU. Those are the two specific types. We, we know that some of them are within the nerve cells and then the others are between nerve cells. But the point is, they cause dysfunction and uh, decrease uh, functioning of the nerve cells, ultimately. And so, depending on the part of the brain that's involved, you then have impairment in, in your functioning.
1: In terms of gender, and um, based on studies, and you would have um, done your bit. Do, are we? Um, do we see more males or more female having this disease?
2: Alright. So, so let me let me start answering that by saying, so I don't specialize in dementia, but it comes on uh, general psychiatry. I'm a general and addiction psychiatrist. I do have a number of patients with dementia in my office. Uh, So I just want to point that out.
0: Correct. Uh, But
2: overall, just to answer your question, worldwide, women with dementia outnumber men two to one. Almost everything in psychiatry, women outnumber men. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just an observation. And it includes uh, this as well. And more specifically, it's usually seen in person six to five and over. With the exception of that last category I mentioned, which was the frontotemporal type, that's usually in younger persons, thereabouts. what is there but about? What is there about? But generally, the 65 and above persons that we the mostly see uh, dementia in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: including
2: Alzheimer's disease.
1: Right. So it is absolutely wrong to categorize this disease as um, an, an, an old people disease of in person. this. Yes, right. yes, yes. So let us look at some of the. Um, when when I, let me just interject by saying this: when I put this topic out on on, on social media, oh. and I got a, when I tell you I got a lot of feedback, but a lot of persons were fearful. That's the word, yes. It's one of those diseases that when you hear it, persons become very, very fearful. Nobody wants to to, 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 uh, talk about it, nobody really wants to address it. Um, So I'm going to be asking this question for all the persons who want me to ask these questions Are there any signs or symptoms of this disease?
2: so there are, again, you know, they could differ depending on the, the, the subtype, but, but because Alzheimer's is the most prevalent, uh, let me just go with that and, and, and include some of the early symptoms. So symptoms are things that people feel and they can express them to you. Signs are things you see. So I'll cover a combination of those. Of course, to begin with is the memory. So memory loss is one of the things. So you're having difficulty remembering where you put your keys. And, and it doesn't mean that because you can't remember now where you put your car keys, then you have dementia.
0: That's what I was about Let's start
2: to ask. with that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you know you took out butter and bread, and you're now having the slice of bread in your hand, and you just can't remember where the butter is that, that you took out. I'm just using some simple examples for listeners Uh, or another characteristic feature is impairment in recent memory so you're good with the date of birth of yourself your children but you have difficulty remembering what you had for dinner last night for example so it's recent memory more so Uh, you find it hard to carry out your daily tasks so you've gone to the supermarket let's say Let's imagine you use cash and you got some change. You don't know what you did with the change. Uh, Those are some of the common ways they present. You struggle to follow conversation and and say exactly what you want to say. You you have difficulty recalling words. Some patients may be confused at times, and you may also have mood changes. Just to give you another example, and and of course, there are different levels of severity, but we have patients, for example, who find themselves, let's say, in the middle of Ligani, and don't recall how they got there mm-hmm. or why they were there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But they are recognized by, you know, a passerby who happens to know the family and call, and so, you know, you get assistance and you get back home. Those are some common presentations.
0: hmm
2: but the begin, most often mild, doesn't have to be, there are patients who present and rapidly get severe, but most often mild, and in fact, by the time patients come to us as psychiatrists and we take a history, it becomes very clear that things have been going on for maybe about a year or two years, mm. and, and the family members may have noticed the change, but, and, and this is, you know, nothing negative on the part of the family members, we're all mean well, but it's not until things progress that you really become very clear that something is wrong.
1: It's definitely wrong. Yeah. Yes and, and 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 I've seen a couple of instances because I have some close friends who have um grandparents who is suffering from from this disease. But the thing is once again we link certain behavioral patterns with aging. Yeah. And right. so, therefore, there is a very, very thin line. Well, I wouldn't even call it thin. It's, it's, it's. We're not aware, and we're not educated enough to understand that. Yes, aging is it is a normal process, but there are some things that is abnormal after after a period of time.
2: Without a doubt, and right? And the truth is, it's not regular knowledge. So. You know, if it is that you have a concern, the thing to do is get the person assessed. They clear assessment tools. You meet the criteria or you don't. Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, if it is that you're thinking repeatedly, you may reach out to your sibling to say, you know, I've noticed this. What's your thought on it? And, you know, if you're having another person close to you confirming what you're seeing, it's probably time to get an assessment done,
1: you know? true we looked at uh, some of the, the the signs let us let us assess the uh, behavioral change um are there any observable behavioral change sure is
2: so so simple one of the be becoming confused in unfamiliar environments so you're good at home but you now get taken out to wherever it is you know a family would go and you start to notice that the person is confused uh asking questions repetitively uh saying what they just said two minutes ago again as if you know they were just uh saying it so repeating themselves uh appearing to be anxious fidgety becoming withdrawn another possible presentation so we're all together socializing and your loved one of age 70 let's say is in a corner by themselves you know, uh, those are some of the presentations. And then, not to leave out the more colorful ones, like hallucinations, for example. So it's obvious that people are seeing things you don't see. This is not every case. But um, I just thought I'd put that in because some patients present like that.
1: What about aggression?
2: Absolutely. some mood changes, mm-hmm. one of the challenges that you can potentially see. Sleep disturbances, again, uh, one of the things... Again, depending on the types, so i would mentioned the different types. There are some associated with motor changes, meaning uh, physical activity. So patients get slowed up, to use a turn. I'm sure we will all understand what that means. Uh, and uh, may even have falls, you know, falling, injuring themselves when last year they didn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But, so the real cook of it, which I have mentioned, is the relative change. So, this year's presentation compared to last year, there's a stark and marked difference. So, that are the kinds of things you want to look for.
0: Mm
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me turn my attention to our listeners who are participating and joining us via the World Wide Web. And, of course, they're welcoming you, Dr. Delahaye, to the show. Thank um, you. Marhu says, Doctor, is something like temporal global amnesia an early indicator that Alzheimer's could be on the future for or on the future in someone?
2: Okay, so I'm understanding the question. So anything, I'll, I'll simplify the response. So anything to do with memory impairment like that in that particular age group, 65 and above, uh, that leads to impairment, so, so it in impacts functioning, you want to assess. Mm-hmm. I think that just gets it real simple and to the point.
1: Yeah, so Marhu, assess, assess. Another question for you Uh Dr. Delahaye, are any or all of these memory loss diseases hereditary?
2: So we are aware, like most illnesses that we manage in psychiatry, so there are genetic related uh, disorders, many, and so it's it's also well known that there are many families where grandparents had dementia. A uh, current generation does, and the, the next generation, you know, in years to come, present. So there is some genetic predisposition, as a term that we would use in terms of risk factor. Hmm.
1: Yes. Outside of outside of genetics, are there any other risk factors?
2: Right. So we can continue those. So again, and you know, merging into other types like the vascular. So. Usually persons, these are small vessel diseases, blood vessels that is. And so patients with elevated cholesterol levels, the term we use is atherosclerosis, uh, hypertension, or may have had strokes. Not all strokes are major with we on a particular side. They can have mini strokes, and um, illnesses like these can lead to challenges Meeting the criteria for dementia, mm-hmm. also, much say head injury. Uh, one of the features, alcohol use disorder, which is my specialty, associated with impairments like that.
1: Mm. yeah Yeah. Emphasis on alcohol use disorder, head injury. Yeah. S- yeah. 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 I. 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 I knew. Um, that that could happen, head injury. Uh, head injury. Yes, yes, that can cause that. Um, all right. Somebody said. the
2: high cholesterol, high cholesterol, and the, the, and and the high
1: protein. blood pressure. Yeah. Right.
2: Diabetes, oh. for example, because those are, those diseases impact your small vessels there's a vessel specifically in the brain that get impacted. Ultimately, with the vascular dementia, you end up having decreased blood supply to areas of the brain, and they then stop functioning. And depending on which area it presents itself, the symptoms will, will come from that. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Are there any other, um, other causes that we, we, should, we, should, we should talk about?
2: And, and then, of course, we, we must mention mixed dementia. So that's where you have a combination of, for example, uh, someone who would have features of Alzheimer's disease, but also have some vascular component. So I just want to point that out that you can have combinations. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some. It's usually a medical illness, not a psychiatric illness. As I pointed out in the definition, that's associated with impairment in memory and functioning. So. Even something like HIV-AIDS, there are patients who the first presentation is an impairment. So these are routine features of the workup is the term that we use, the in investigation, uh, in, in any patient coming with, with memory impairment.
1: hmm Question that um, someone just threw in the chat again. Doc, how helpful is... It is to continue to be active and exercise.
2: Right. So no doubt being physically fit impacts you and and keeps you generally well, to include mental fitness. And so appropriate exercise and and dieting plays a role in all illnesses that we see. And so I must underscore the importance of that. and, And the answer to the person is that, yes, they do impact. Positively, so if you're physically exercising, then uh, your likelihood of presenting, and it doesn't mean that it prevents it in everybody, but of presenting more severely with almost any illness is, is lessened.
1: Mm-hmm. So, basically, what you're saying is that um, exercise, eating healthy. Um, is, 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 We would
2: want to throw sleep in there as well. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, I remember having that conversation once again um, with some of our listeners and persons who are, you know, really out there, and we are talking about sleep deprivation, and that is 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 that was that was brought up in the conversation. Certainly not not helpful. Yes, it is not helpful. So these are some these are some of the ways that we can should I use the word prevent. Or does it? Or or is it? Is 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 that a correct mm-hmm. word to you? <laughs> that,
2: that reduces your risk. Redu- uh, really yes.
1: Right yes. Yeah. That is the right way to say it. Yeah. So these are some of the things that we can do to to reduce the risk of of, of having this disease. Absolutely. The, yes. Especially
2: so, if you have the risk other risk factors. Other
1: risk factors. So
2: you really want to balance things and do the maximum that you can to you know, at least have a delay in presentation of any illness, including
1: dementia. So look at the sleep factor, dietary factors, exercise. exercise. So the same um, non-communicable diseases can actually lead to dementia.
2: Absolutely. Yes. Usually, you remember we ruled out the psychiatric illnesses, so... So why we do that is that someone with, let's say schizophrenia, which is one of the illnesses that we treat, that impacts uh, reasoning and and general functioning thoughts, uh, which are usually disordered and so on. So so we we take those out of the picture and leave the other things that are usually present in the patient with the memory problems.
1: Okay. We're going to take a break. We want you to hold your thoughts and uh, hold... Well, you can continue to send your questions and when we come back from the break, we'll ask Dr. Winston Delahaye reminding you that this talk segment is brought to you by Alternative Skincare, the only choice. Their handmade soaps are 100% organic and can be used by men and women of all ages. Available at KW Bloombox Face Forward Cosmetics for fund- Waterloo and Montego Bay, and you can follow them on their socials at Shop ALT We'll be right back.
0: Cool ninety seven radio.
1: Singles live on the nation school at school 97 FM. Tonight's topic Alzheimer's. And of course, Dr. Winston Delahaye is with us. If you're joining us via the World Wide Web, thank you ever so much for those persons who are listening via the radio. Thank you as always. Reminding you that this talk segment is brought to you by Alternative Skincare, the only choice. Remember, you can feel the difference in your skin with handmade organic soap. All right, Doctor. just before
2: you go, so, so one very critical etiological factor, which we, we touched on the alcohol as well, is tobacco use, nicotine, tobacco use,
0: uh-huh. well
2: known with small vessel damage. Hmm.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And, and that we don't want to leave out it's a big problem in the country.
1: Yeah, we don't want to leave that out at yeah. all. So for those persons who are just joining us, the thank you so much. And someone asked a question in the chat, Thomas, how are you doing? And he's asking, Doc, is trauma the main cause?
2: Might not be the main. In younger persons, probably, uh, it, it, it you know comprises a large proportion of patients. Uh, But not necessarily, but it is one. It's a predisposing factor. Yes.
1: And when we're talking, uh, when we talk about trauma, doc, um, um, is it physical?
2: That's what I'm assuming. Right, physical trauma.
1: Yes, too. Okay. Okay. Thomas, so you're talking about physical trauma, right? We just want to be absolutely, absolutely sure. Or um, someone who has experienced a traumatic experience.
2: So that's a little different. Okay. Uh, so, so that may predispose you to post-traumatic stress disorder or depression, which can contribute to cognitive impairment. But again, the new terminology is neurocognitive disorder, and the differentiate minor neurocognitive disorder to explain what we just discussed like trauma leading to post-traumatic stress disorder or depression uh, or a combination of both with impairment in functioning memory and so on. That's mild neurocognitive disorder which will improve as the treatment of those illnesses uh, you know, gets better. gets better as opposed to major neurocognitive disorder which is where the dementia is fall.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But those don't improve that. So, so, we haven't touched on treatment, but we're, but since we're there, if I could mention, we those, are. In, but, we are
1: going right into uh, treatment. So go right yeah. ahead.
2: So, so this is a, a curable condition. Just just to be clear, it's 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 a condition that's progressive overall, generally speaking. That success in this field is, if in a year's time. And there are clear assessment tools that we use. And it's not a lecture, so I don't want to get into, you know, the specifics of that. But there are tools that we use which give you a score. Uh, The maximum score is 30. And we have categories of mild, moderate, or severe impairment, depending on how much you score. And left alone, just uh, to, to, to pose the example, if you're scoring... 23, which is impaired, an impaired score. Anything 25, 26 and above is considered within norm, out of authority on this particular instrument. If you came in and I've diagnosed moderate impairment and you're scoring 19, let's say, without treatment, it's highly probable that in a year's time you'll score 15. So if I start treatment and in a year's time, Compared to the original nineteen and our know, scoring seventeen, we're doing good. You with me? Yes. Yeah. So that's the nature of the illness, that if we can slow the decline to be specific. We can slow the decline, then we're having success with dementia. That's, that's how it presents.
0: hmm
1: hmm So there's absolutely no cure. At this time? At no. this time, yes, yeah. yes. There's no cure at this time, so uh, the treatment only uh, delays.
2: Correct, but that's good because, you know, you have more time, uh, improved cognition with your loved one. Remember, things can escalate to the point where your loved one, your parent, for example, uh, don't recognize you. So if you can delay that by a year or two, then that's wonderful. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um so what are some I mean, we may not be able to go into in 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 depth in terms yeah. of treatment. Um, can you paint a picture for us um, in terms of what treatment looks like for right. a patient with um, dementia so so
2: there's a there's a general approach, so a lot depends on the underlying condition, so clearly. We discussed hypertension, diabetes being etiological factors, so you want to manage those things to begin with. There is an inflammatory component to, to, to this illness, and so we do, there is a place for anti-inflammatories that we call them NSAIDs, not steroid anti-inflammatory drugs. In fact, I have mentioned, uh, there is a dementia clinic at University Hospital in West Indies, and that's run out of psychiatry. So within psychiatry, we have a number of different types of clinics, and it's the only dementia clinic I'm aware of in the country
0: mm-hmm.
2: at the University Hospital. And so our residents, including myself at the time, many years ago, go through those clinics, and it's where we're exposed to patients with those particular illnesses. But because Alzheimer's is the more prevalent, I'll just mention that that particular illness is associated with impairment in specific neurotransmitters, and I'll just mention the name, acetylcholine, is the name of that, and so there are products which increase the levels of this particular uh, neurotransmitter. And we hear it on TV, it's called an epazil, and Aricep is one of the names that you may hear. In that particular type, doesn't apply to all. Similarly, for the blood vessel, the vascular type, so there could be a place the term uses use is vasodilators. So these are products which cause an expansion of the blood vessels and improved blood supply. Let's try to simplify things, uh, generally speaking. hmm
0: uh-huh.
2: And, of course, there are hypertension management separately, the diabetes, if that's what is the underlying condition.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then the psychiatric aspect of it also.
2: Absolutely. So, so we may have patients presenting with uh, hallucinations. Uh, it's common enough. And that needs to be managed because all the products I just mentioned have no uh, effect on those presentations.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So you would you would need to use an antipsychotic product to manage hallucination if they emerge. And it's common enough. Mm-hmm.
1: And that, and and and, and those, um, What about persons who present um, hostile behaviour?
2: Was just about to say that. And so that can present to the point where it even includes some paranoia. If you think people are coming to get you, you're seeing them through the window, you're hearing them knocking on the door. You are probably going to get quite excited and try to escape or hurt them before they hurt you. So violent be- behaviour can be a feature. Mm -hmm. And so management of agitation is one of the things that we are engaged in quite often. And and as things progress and the severity worsens, we move more and more to that kind of management. Uh, And um, I must mention, though, that as we get to more severe stages, then that very patient who was agitated two years ago, now... Starts remaining mostly in bed, for example, may even become bedridden. Uh, The motility can be impacted. Their dieting, eating can be impacted. So things can get very severe, especially in patients who have no major underlying illness. So they are generally healthy otherwise. And the only challenge is that of the brain and the brain functioning with a dementia. But
1: most patients are likely to live through to the end of the end Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking, and this is me throwing this out to Dre, that you have a family member um, at the onset of disease, um, very, very active in terms of very, very active. Mm-hmm. And then as the disease progress, the person does not come out of bed. Yeah. Um, it's that that for persons who are taking care or the caregivers for these individuals uh dr delahaye um is in itself stressful for family members
2: without a doubt invariably we end up having to manage the family members too with things like depression Mm -hmm. because that's just difficult to you know i'll use the term tolerate and and be comfortable about so it is a, a stressor There's a term used for things which evoke a feeling of stress in anyone because this is a a daily occurrence. Mm -hmm. You're coming in to your aunt or mother or sibling who last year you were having discussions with about television shows, et cetera, daily activities who are now unable to conduct a a discussion like that or may not even recognize you. Mm -hmm. That's tough. It's difficult.
1: It is, yeah. Mhm, mhm. Very difficult. Um, mm-hmm. Question that I want to ask, and you mentioned uh, mentioned um, just a little snippet of it in uh, earlier, and mm-hmm. it's about uh, treatment facilities here um, in right. Jamaica. Did you say that we only have one treatment facility? One dementia fa- clinic that, I'm dementia aware cl- of, that, that you're aware of. Department of
2: Psychiatry at University Hospital. And and then there there are places like the Aging Center, uh, that's on the university side, uh, that um, I'm very sure support is provided there. There is an entity called Stride, S-T-R-I-D-E, and they actually conducted uh, very important research. Only maybe a year or two years ago they started looking at the very thing we're discussing, the available resources, or lack thereof. And they're part of our our global initiative to identify gaps and uh, through the WHO, uh, you know, find means of providing resources to countries and so on. I'm not so sure what the outcome is, but I do know they were quite active meeting with family members and so on just to identify the challenges specific to Jamaica. Uh, They had a similar thing in Barbados and so on. Stride is the name. And then there are online support groups in almost any illness. Uh, you must mention that, especially in today's age, you know, you can search and find groups and, and it can be very beneficial.
1: hmm hmm You mentioned, and we all know this, um, that there's no um, treatment at this time. Sure. Or cure, rather. Right. There's no cure at this time. Is there any research that is taking place that has a glimmer of hope anywhere, Doc, that you so, know of?
2: Right, so there is, I mean, and, and, it's, and it's one of the areas that, you know, persons, I, I'm not, as I pointed out, uh, specializing in this area, but that I'm aware of internationally, are very focused on, because of the degree of suffering, and, and so we recognize this as a priority area, a very important area to, to have breakthroughs can't tell you i read one, and it breakthrough through yesterday, you know, but, but without doing the work, you wouldn't find or, or have a breakthrough. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 So everybody's taking a deep breath. Um, Thomas 71 says it's rough to be close to someone with this disease. And Janny D says Jamaica has an Alzheimer's association, uh, but more sensitization is needed in Jamaica.
2: Without
1: no a doubt. Mm-hmm. And Jenny also says that uh, caregivers are constantly overwhelmed.
2: Well, there is what's called caregiver burnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, evening persons employed to assist you with, with patients with these conditions can burn out. Though mm-hmm. so that's the job that they're doing, that they're trained to do. But, but you can have overexposure. And especially loved ones, family members who uh, probably are, are of the view that they want to do this you want to manage, I'm not bringing a nurse in, for example, or for whatever other reasons you're unable to. It can get too much. And that's when you talk about burnout, people, you know, succumb if it's continued for a long time to depression, for example. Come on.
1: A question that just popped into my head that I want to ask, Doc. Um, after the diagnosis of um, dementia, what is the life span um, after that?
2: Well, that's a, that's a good question. So it differs depending on, on the types. I and mean, there's really, it's, it's not a set figure that I can tell you. But there are patients, for example, who uh, worsen rapidly and within two three years, uh, you know, may struggle and eventually die. Uh, But there are also, similarly, patients I have had and have now who continue to come, you know, with a little improvements that I mentioned in terms of reduction in the rate of decline of their functioning for five and eight and ten years. Mm -hmm. So it it really varies
1: we know that it's 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 it can be a neurocognitive disease, right? It is, it Right, neurocognitive, neurocognitive disease. So I'm trying to think what happens um, that leads to death in this yeah. disease.
2: So so one which we touched on was would, would be the injuries. Of course it's not all persons who uh, have falls but that's one possible presentation in, in somebody's dimensions and uh, a physical injury uh, puts you at risk. But the more common would be and, and again, what happens is the functioning stops depending on the areas of the brain involved with these protein uh, involvement and uh, the function of those areas also stops and it could impact your mobility so mm-hmm. you're unable to get up and move about as you normally would. Uh, to potentially impact in your ability to eat, to swallow. is that some mm. common presentation? Mm. Mm. And so a number of patients at an end stage, a more severe presentation, uh, that I'm aware of may even need to, to be fed via tubes, Tube. for example. Okay. Yeah. okay. Those are common presentation.
1: Wow just had to ask that one something that i'm learning um so it is just det- it's, it's, it's deterioration then overall p- generally d- yes yes
2: and the- then of course with the inability to even say what they're feeling and so remember it could impact reasoning could impact speech thought processes you know and so it, it really is a a, a wide possible presentation in patient and in fact no two cases are exactly alike
1: you know many many years ago many years ago not recently um, persons thought that this kind of disease dementia um, was associated with um, a particular not gender but a, but a particular race and don't where did yeah. we get the where? where did we get that fallacy from yeah. to think that only persons of another color was 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 yeah. was, 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 was was um got yeah. no alzheimer's
2: we manage is a respect no, of, of race
1: see so dre's saying the same thing in you know, a that yeah, he you no. don't yeah potentially. Yeah, so it has nothing to do with race. Absolutely. It's straight across the board, whether you're black, white, yellow, or green.
2: And irrespective of socioeconomic status. So all of those things uh, or the illnesses we manage have, they have no respect for those things. You know, and that's, that's how it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you want to add so, to the so conversation? Say, I
2: mean, I, and, and I'm Jamaican like you. And, you know, there are just some characteristic features of our people, like watching things. So these are not things you want to sit down and watch. If you think there is significant impairment, uh, it's probably uh, not your job to do the assessment. No doubt it isn't. So get appropriate treatment. So it works at university, hospitals have described that, because that's one common resource that people turn to, is patients present the casualty uh provide a complaint. They're seen by a casualty officer, a physician working here. They are referred to general psychiatry first. We see them in the clinic. Based on the assessment and as consultants, we guide the residents through our training. We make a determination that they mean a the criteria or not. If we determine that the diagnosis is dementia, the next visit for that patient will be the dementia clinic. So they get tracked. Into the dementia clinic and remain there uh, for continued care. Very important to point out: this is not one visit or two or three uh, kind of illness. You know, people need to be reviewed so you can adjust medication. And in fact, the illness, you know, is moving as well. So it, it, it's really not stationary. So you, you must do the reviews and and ensure you keep the appointment and so on.
1: At the clinic. Um what is the at, 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 at this time what is the what is the the, the capacity like in terms of patients um, coming in um yeah. dark
2: so let, let me answer that this way so I'm not aware of anyone being turned away
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, as you would expect uh, so it could be that as opposed to a, uh, an appointment for two weeks time you get one for three or four so that I'm aware of you know because of the numbers and numbers so. yeah but but Overall, generally, and I've been there now 20 to 20 plus years, so I'm not aware of anyone requiring treatment where that's their choice of treatment who don't get help.
1: Okay, okay. I'll
2: answer it that way.
1: Right. That is absolutely clear. So the appointments may be spaced out, let me put it that way, but patients are seen and treated.
2: And then just to put this in as well, so let's imagine there's a resident in the clinic We recognize that there is a patient who, based on the presentation and the discussion as a resident, I just had with a consultant who determines that person needs to be seen next week, let's say. So there is that possibility of having a review on the ward of that patient. So I just thought I'd point that out. So you're not confined to the clinic if the need is greater.
1: Okay. Yeah. Anything else that you want to... And so us on. I'd, I'd say
2: on. just finally, don't watch it. Uh, Have your loved one assess. There are clear assessment tools. Uh, and of course, you know, it includes investigation to, to allow us to, to come to a final diagnosis. One of the common things is a CT scan, brain scan, for example, blood work. So just so people are prepared. It's not a one-day process.
1: Okay. Marjo is asking, what about emergency cases, for example, hallucinations, etc.?
2: We do get those. And so University Hospital, it's a multidisciplinary, including psychiatry, runs 24 hours a day. We always have residents on duty, consultants on duty. So really, what I want to point out is no patient gets seen whose management isn't provided by a consultant. So all patients seen in, in the emergency room are ultimately discussed by a consultant and we rotate the uh, when we're on duty, you know, different consultants for different weeks. <laughs> so I'm able to be talking with you now because I'm not on the suit.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, let me, there's a question for you. I don't know if you can answer this, but here here, here we go. Right. Does coconut oil help Alzheimer's patients?
2: All right. So I'm not a herbalist, and I'm going to clarify that. However, it's an area I study and teach, and if there's anything new, uh, my interest is there to grasp that. Mm-hmm. At this time, I am aware that there are products that persons believe help and providing it's not hurting you. Uh, there's no contraindication with other medication you may be taking. I have no difficulty with you taking it. Just take what I give you too. <laughs> Specifically in response to coconut oil, I do not know. I have not heard that. I'm very sure there's no FDA approved Uh, product like coconut oils for managing that don't mean I knock anything you know because neither does it kill you right so if you think a teaspoon is helping that's okay just Just take the ones I write to
1: right so there's a combination of but be very mindful of how Uh, you combine Right. right Any more questions inside the Mixelar chat room? Just throw them out right now because we're getting ready to wrap things up with uh, Dr. Winston Delahaye. Dr. I Delahaye. we got
2: through quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And Right, and I'm managing to get you off to get some rest before you start your busy schedule. <laughs> All right. It's been a pleasure, though. Yes, it is. It is. So there are no more questions coming in at this time. So that means we did good. Yes. Dre? So,
0: uh, Go ahead. So I know you mentioned that there, um, that there is really only one um, center that deals with all of this. Dementia Clinic. The Dementia right. Clinic. Um, right. So if for whatever reason there's like some emergency
2: in the... Emergency room at the University Hospital. No, no, late night, late night, wherever in the wee wee... 24 country. hours. Way in the Come country. 4 in the morning. Way in the country. Fine. Way in way, the country. way,
1: in the country. Oh. So, so, so there, generally there, speaking, so any physician is
2: able to... So we have emergency rooms all around the country at our hospitals.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so they would be able to, uh, in terms of emergency management, initiate management, uh, you know, to, to at least... Uh, arrest the situation at hand, let me put it that way. Mm. To then be able to engage in the referral process which exists in, in the parishes around uh, a number of these larger hospitals have psychiatrists.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, they are then referred to them, so the patient will be admitted to, let's say, internal medicine. The psychiatrist is asked to see the patient the next day, and then we take over the management from there. Okay. If it's a smaller type uh, inpatient facility, Patients can be referred, either are just uh, systems like this thing, uh, can be referred to larger hospitals.
0: Okay. All right. You know, all it right. works like that. Okay, no problem, no problem. Great. I thought, you know, I thought if you're in Kingston or in no, the ceremony, no, parishes, no. you'll be left. You'll
2: be left. Big parish hospitals all have emergency rooms, and those emergency positions are trained for that kind of emergency management until psychiatry. Oh, that's good. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. So let us just put things in context before we wrap things up with uh, Dr. Winston Delahaye. Remember that there is absolutely no cure for this disease, and there are certain um, lifestyle changes that you ought to pay attention to that can reduce your risk of um, developing this disease. We talked about
2: those now. Like discontinuing your smoking a cigarette Mm -hmm. and your alcohol use, for Mm -hmm. example. Exercise.
1: Exercise, uh, like Exercise Dre, what you talk about? Stop, drink I mean, alcohol. Like stop drinking alcohol. Okay, excessive, okay. Excessive that is going to send you to Dr. Delahaye in the first I mean, place. What, what is excessive?
2: Drink, we have clear definition of that, Dre, but for another point, <laughs> <laughs> very clear.
0: We don't we have a number drink, don't.
2: Yeah. For females, it's different than for males, and so on and so on. Okay. So that's that, another program. Right, that okay.
1: interferes with your ability to perform. All right, <laughs> yeah. All right, Dre, right, mm-hmm. that is excessive. I'm yes. I'm Dr. Delahaye, we want to thank you so much My for pleasure. joining us inside Singles Live on the Nation School S. Take care of yourself, and you we will talk All right. soon. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Singers Live on the Nation's Coolest school 97 FM Johnny D says Dre a little red wine is good a, he, she got us a glass per, a full it, Johnny you, you 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 see some um, wine glass out there nowadays it hold a whole, whole
0: bottle
1: it holds a whole bottle so guess what I still have some time inside the talk segment and guess what mm-hmm. I am going to be talking to, making a call to a very very good friend of mine and I'm going to be talking to her and we're going to look at the social the psychological effect that um, that Alzheimer's dementia to be exact um, has on her. Um, not. She doesn't have the disease. Her grandmother does. So we're going to take the break. And then when we come back, let me see if I can um, find, her. find her. Yeah, let me see if I can. <laughs> let me see if she's up and about. You sure you are, right, yeah. <laughs> let me see if I can find her, Drea. And what I mean if I can find her, I really mean that. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages. Cool 97 Radio. The singles live on the Nation School S. Cool 97 FM, and we are still inside our talk segment tonight. Topic Alzheimer's. And of course, coming out of a, a very, very informative um, conversation with Dr. Winston Delahaye, I had to call on a very very close sister of mine whose grandmother happens to have this disease and speaking to her from time to time that's my very good friend i know the pain and the hurt that she goes through seeing her grandmother um progress um down the path um with this disease hello ma'am hi Anne. jody ann <laughs> gray how are you hey. I am doing amazing. How are you? So Andre over there is so watching Fierce, you know, because he didn't even he hi, didn't Dre. he didn't even <laughs> say You were seeing Fierce. He didn't even know that it was you. You no. know, he had no hi, idea. Dre. Hey, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone inside, Lady Purple, suddenly shouting out, Jojo, yes. So hi I, everybody. Hi to all the cool listeners. Hi to all the child.
3: I miss y'all. Like I'm listening to the commercials while. I'm holding and it just took me on a path where I was like sitting in that chair, you know, talking and doing all of that. I love
1: y'all. Okay, it is so good to have you with us. (laughs) Thank you. Um, you are like a sister to me, and so I. No, you are not like a sister. You are my sister. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> let us clarify that you are my yes, sister. Let
3: us fix that. Fix yes, that. Ma'am.
1: And I know for the last, let me put it, three years, it has been very, very um, emotional for you um, in terms of your grandmother's illness. Talk to us about that.
3: Um, So anybody who knows me and remembers me knows that one of the things I talk about the most is my grandmother. You know about me and then you know about my grandmother. And, um, you know, ever since I was born, it was just always the both of us. Um, They used to call me Winnie Handbag. Mm -hmm. And it's gotten to the point now where she doesn't remember who I am in, in the flesh. So when she sees me close to her... She says, "No, you're not Jodi, Jodian is overseas. Jodi is not here. You know, she she doesn't remember who I am." Um, the good news is that one of the biggest identifiers she has is my name, but she doesn't remember me.
0: Mhm. Mhm. So she
3: remembers who I am, but doesn't remember what I look like, and that 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 is so painful. When I tell you, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking.
1: Mhm. And if anyone who knows um, Winnie, <laughs> 90 odd years old, and I remember... 92. 92. And, and, and Winnie used to take the bus to halfway tree, and I would mm-hmm. go down there and, and, and pick her up by herself. Mm-hmm. And to see that mm-hmm. deterioration over the last three years, it's it's rending it's, it's heart-rending. It's heart-rending.
3: It is. And um, I tell you, one of the hardest parts, I mean, her not remembering me is one really bad part of the disease, but one of the repercussions of the disease is when she thinks that we're out to hurt her, Mm -hmm. we're strangers and we want to kill her. That hurts me more than anything, because that's one person I would never hurt out of anybody in this world.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: You know, mm-hmm. So she's like, you're going to kill me. You're coming close to me to kill me. And she start crying out for murder, mm-hmm. help, teeth. And the truth is, you know, a part of me feels partly responsible because since my grandmother came and saw me in the hospital in 2012, she just deteriorated. Oh,
0: no. mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And when I left, it got worse. Like, when I left, she went into a space of depression, and then that was it. She just
1: went downhill from Down there. And, and, and Dr. Delahaye did mention um, that, that that progress in terms of moving um, from depression to that um, state um, coupled yeah. with maybe a high blood pressure and other um, non-communicable disease. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of hope, in terms of hope, because we understood from tonight's um, discussion with Dr. Delahaye that there is absolutely um, no cure at this time. Is there mm-hmm. any, any glimmer of hope for you, Jodie, that one day you'll show up and she will, even if it's for a minute, recognize your face? I don't think so. I would hope so, but I don't think so. Because one of the things
3: that I've learned about the disease, because of course it has started to read up on it because I didn't understand it was a shocker for me. But one of the things that I recognize is that if you're not around them, I don't live with her anymore. I'm not around her. She doesn't see me. So if you're not around them, you keep moving further and further from their recent memory. You keep moving. So you know, if I were there, maybe. But because we don't live there anymore, it, 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 she doesn't remember me at all, and it'll just keep getting worse.
1: Mhm. Mhm. If I you were to give, worse. if you were to give a piece of advice to persons who have family members with this uh, disease, what would it be?
3: Mm -hmm. Well, and the first thing I would tell people is be patient. Um, Mm -hmm. You have to be patient because they'll say things that will really hurt you, especially if there are people you love Mm -hmm. as much as I love my grandmother. So they'll say things that's not them. It's the disease that's literally controlling their brain. So when they say things, they'll say very hurtful things. And you just have to be patient and put yourself in a in in a mode where you know that this is not them, and it's you need to think about how they would treat you if they didn 't have
1: the disease and remember them and hold on to that mhm mhm yes you know um, I know you remember because you have very good memory, and I remember the last time you you, 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 you took your grandmother um, up to be with you. And I remember Dre Jody calling me in the middle of the night. (laughs) This girl and I, we have a... I I don't think she recognized at the time what was happening with her grandmother. And she called me in the middle of the night. And I, I was the one that says to her, no, that's not Winnie. That's yeah, not Winnie. And uh, let me tell you something, Dre, yeah. we I, I lit, literally, I don't, I, honestly, Jodie, I, I, I love you. I love you. F- I, 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 I love you for loving her. I love you for loving her because I don't know how Jodie managed to get her grandmother back to Jamaica. Mm -hmm. It was, for her, Jody. it was very, very scary. And I was scared. And I was scared for them. Mm. You know, one of the things that happened that I never forgot, and I think
3: this is when I realized that I either A, needed professional help with a disease, or B, I just know that I couldn't control it, was when she saw my daughter and she recognized her as somebody else. And she took up a chair and she threw it at her and said mm-hmm. get out of my way and she started cursing mm-hmm. curse words. and i'm like i've never heard my like even say the least bad word mm-hmm. since i was growing up and my grand my daughter was like she was in shock she was like mommy this is not grandma i said baby that's not grandma i, said, not grandma. I had to explain to her too you know because she was so she's so young that like, she doesn't understand that that's not her great great grandmother that's not how she would have treated you if she was in her right mind and she, she, the Alzheimer's allows her to get. Ex, she's extremely violent. So like, she would choke you. Like one night, I was sleeping on the bed, and she just came over me and just started choking me. You want to kill me? You want to kill me? I need mm-hmm. to get out of here. And let me out! Murder. Mhm. Mhm. And I
1: cried because I'm like, Grandma, I would never hurt you. And yeah, and she doesn't understand that. She's protecting herself the best way she yeah. knows how. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Dre, yes, Audrey. You're hearing first-hand experience. Yeah. First-hand yeah. experience. So at yeah, this stage, Jodi, um, I know that you have not actually seen her. Um, how is she doing in terms of... Um, how is she doing now?
3: I'm embarrassed to tell you I don't know.
1: And? You chose that I way? I
3: honestly don't.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I did. I did. For my peace of mind, I had to. Not only because of her Alzheimer's, but, you know, I mean, I, there are lots of things also surrounding it. But for peace of mind, I had to. I had, I, I mean, you of all persons know that I've been through <laughs> the worst states of depression. And, um in order to protect my own sanity and to be able to grow my child the best way I can I need to put myself in a healthy mind frame Mm -hmm. and anything that triggers that I try to stay away from Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's the hardest thing to do but you have to choose your mental
1: battles Mm -hmm. and this one here is a no win situation Jodie. is there anything else you want to say before I wrap things up with you, mommy?
3: (laughs) I mean, you know, thank thank you as always for having me. And, um, you know, I do have to use this opportunity to thank each and every one. There are so many people who have reached out with love, kind words, and support. And I just need you all to know that I always, always appreciate it. Always.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And as always, you know you've, you, you, you know I got your back. You know I got your back. <laughs> back from foot, hand, girl. I love you like cook food, and when you say me love you
3: like cook food. You don't know, some, I love your back.
1: You know I got you, and of course, let me tell our listeners that um, me doing this show um, and putting together this topic um, was inspired by um, Winnie, Miss Winnie. We call her Miss Winnie Fred, and there is another individual that inspired me. to to do this show i invited that person not calling an agenda i invited that person to come on the show and um they said to me boy and i can't manage at this time i really can't manage um mm-hmm. it is so, so em- it is so emotional it is so emotional um so maybe uh, next time, when I am ready, I will let you know. Uh, but I'm glad that uh, Jodie has, you know, decided to chat with me. She can't tell me no anymore. Thank you. I can't tell you no. I can't say no to you. You've never said no to me. <laughs> Girl, thank you so much get some no rest problem. and you are right when you speak about protecting your mental health it is important that we do so um, and take care of ourselves who better to, to take care of us than us alright absolutely thank you Dre enough love that you know that you feel so much hey. so hey. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you guys have a great night hey, Jay, you do. Jealous not jealous I'm not jealous <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're wide enough to share you know <laughs> Jody, take care and all the you best, too. get some rest and much thank love thank you so much, good night Singles Live on the Nation coolest KU 97 FM this talk segment was brought to you by Alternative Skin Care the only choice, feel the difference in your skin with handmade organic soaps, alternative skincare products help with most skin conditions such as eczema, acne, dry skin, hyperpigmentation, and of course you can follow them on social media at shopALTSkincare.com. You can also email them shopALTSkincare at gmail.com. Cool 97
0: Radio.